Hi, I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm in Orlando, Florida, and welcome to the Healthy Family Law Attorney. So today we have a, an expert in real estate law that's going to give us some uh, pointers on some issues that family law clients run into. So remember, my purpose is because I believe your family matters. I want to provide hope and help your family to successfully navigate the family law process in a healthy way. And today, Scott Baker is going to help us do that. So Scott is a partner over at um, Zimmerman, Kaiser, and Sutcliffe. He's an experienced real estate, land use, and business lawyer. Scott is board certified as an expert in real estate law. So board certification uh, basically means the Florida Bar will give you that expert kind of designation of board certification if you have a certain amount of experience and qualifications and you take a really hard test and pass it. So that's what Scott has done. Scott loves to uh, counsel his clients on strategies to avoid and resolve real estate and business disputes. And he's litigated cases throughout Florida. So let's welcome Scott. How are you? Hey, Tom. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, great. So today you're going to help our viewers, uh, family law clients that are interested in some real estate questions. So first is husbands and wives when they're married and they own real estate together, it's called uh, owning tenancy by the entireties, right? It's called a tenancy by the entireties. Okay. So tell us what are the benefits of that? First of all. Sure, Tom, there's two main benefits. One is uh, it's a great asset protection tool. And by that, I mean, if a creditor has a judgment against one of the spouses, the judgment will not attach to the real estate that the husband and wife own together. Um, that's a big one during our lifetime. And then when one of the spouses passes away, the remaining spouse automatically gets title to the home. There's nothing that spouse has to do. They just at most have to record a death certificate for their their deceased spouse. And there's no transfer, no probate, no court involvement. It's a very seamless and instant process. Right. So now let's talk about what happens in a divorce situation where the husband and wife, now there's a divorce. So it automatically becomes a tenant uh, in common, right? That's right. Um, the entry of a divorce final judgment automatically breaks the tenancy by the entireties. It breaks it into two pieces, and we call those piece that way of ownership a tenancy in common. So each person is a 50% owner of the whole property. And um, that can cause some problems at the end of a divorce when the property hasn't been dealt with properly and one spouse has moved out, but still has the right to occupy the entire home um, after the judgment. And if the home is not properly transferred to someone else, you have an awkward situation where two people who have just decided to not live together or spend their lives together anymore can both occupy the home legally. Okay, so we're going to talk about some potential solutions for that right. or ways to avoid that. Uh, but before we do, I know you're a member of the National Association of Divorce Professionals, and I know that 
Uh, we have uh, mortgage brokers and realtors and title agent and so forth in our group. Tell us how you work with them um, to help family law clients or in a real estate uh, situation. Well, sure. Um, I would reach out to those professionals to provide services I can't provide, simply put. Um, I've had recent experience with them with a mortgage broker that was very positive and that person worked very quickly and and had a lot of passion for getting the deal done and made it happen with a minimum of fuss. And uh, I've also been recently appointed by a court in Florida to, uh, it's called a special magistrate. And the judge ordered me to sell some real estate. So I went to NADP and hired a realtor out of NADP, our group here in Orlando. And she has been excellent at marketing the property. And actually she got the property under contract in two days. And so I'm getting to sell the property and make the court happy and do my job as a special magistrate with her help. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that because that's been my experience with the other professionals in the group, uh, especially right now with the real estate market. Um, the realtors are getting houses under contract very quickly and oftentimes for above the asking price. Right. Okay. So let's talk about some solutions. One way to transfer the property from one spouse to another uh, during the divorce, or I guess it could be done afterwards, is by a quit claim deed. So tell us, what is a quit claim deed? Yeah. A quit claim deed is a way of transferring real estate that doesn't have any of the typical warranties in it. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with it. It's just an easy, um, simple way to transfer one spouse's interest over to another spouse's interest. And it's a deed that and the tricky thing is when you're married. So if you do it before you divorce, both spouses have to sign it because of our constitutional restrictions on, um, you know, spouses selling property. There's, you know, if, if I could back up one second, you know, in Florida, we don't let a spouse sell his or her property out from the other one. You can't go out there and sell property if you're married and you own the house as a married couple uh, without the other spouse knowing about it and joining in on the deed. So if you're ready to divorce and you worked with your family lawyer, you need to sign that quick claim deed. Both parties sign it. You can sign it separately. You don't have to be in the same room and sign it, but you, you each have to sign it at some point. And then you record that deed and that's a perfectly valid transfer of the property to your, your the other spouse. Now that doesn't deal with the mortgage. That doesn't deal with the promissory note that you may have signed when you bought the property. So you may be doing this in conjunction with a refinancing of the home in which the other spouse, the one who's leaving, their name comes off the mortgage and off the promissory note. And maybe they even get some equity out of it and walk away with some equity. Right. And that's a really good point. So uh, clients need to know that just because they uh, sign a quit claim deed and convey their interest in the home to their spouse, it in no way controls the lender or the obligation uh, uh, to the lender so even though you quit claimed and you have no interest in uh, the title of the house, I guess, um, the lender could still come after you for payment of the mortgage if your spouse 
who got the house um, stops paying the mortgage. So that's a really good point. Yeah. It happens all the time that people do a quick claim deed. They don't deal with the mortgage and they wind up with a process server at their front door and they learn that they've been sued on uh, that mortgage debt. And the other spouse says, oh, I'll take care of it. Don't worry. I'll make those payments for you. Right. And that's great. But what happens when they can't make those payments anymore? Right. So that's why I always make sure in the marital settlement agreement that there's going to be a, a refinance and that I put some protections in there that the refinance has to be uh, finalized within a certain number of days. If it's not, then the house um, has to be sold. Oftentimes, I actually have the quick claim deed held until the closing at the refi so that my client is protected. But here's another, here's another issue, Scott. Um, let's say the marital settlement agreement says that your uh, one spouse is supposed to sign a quick claim deed and then it's reduced to the final judgment, which incorporates those requirements in the settlement agreement and they get divorced. And then somehow that quick claim deed never gets executed. Nobody follows through on it. What happens then? Well, basically one of two things can happen. If the final judgment of the divorce doesn't have certain magic words in it, it's not considered a conveyance. In other words, it's just a divorce jud final judgment, and it doesn't do anything to settle the property uh, ownership. And so years can go by, and I've had cases where decades have gone by, and um, the property was never truly or properly transferred away from the spouse who left. The other way this can go is there's magic language put in the final divorce judgment and it's considered a conveyance. So all you have to do is get a certified copy of that judgment from the courthouse and record it and you're done. Everything's fine. So good practice pointer here. What I do in those cases is if I don't have the quit claim deed already executed and ready to go, then I put that, what you call magic language, in the final judgment in case we can't get the other spouse to sign the quick claim deed. The final judgment takes care of it, right? Right. That's exactly right. So that helps us deal with the person who's starting a new life and moving away and doesn't want to have anything to do with Florida or their former spouse ever again. Perfect. Perfect. So, okay. I think that's really helpful to our viewers. Um, these are some things to really consider with regard to a quick claim deed and tenancy by uh, in common and so forth. So Scott, of course, this is a healthy family law attorney. Um, so give us your healthy tip for today. Okay, I'm going to give you the thing that came to my mind immediately when you mentioned healthy family law attorney that has helped me over the last year and a half. And Ready for this, Tom? You're going to be surprised. It's called okay. uh, myofacial, myofacial release massage. And it's a special kind of massage that deals with this connective tissue we have all over our body that can get tight and brittle and old and prevent us from moving the way we're supposed to move. And it's really helped me with chronic pain over the last two years. So it's called myofacial release and chiropractors can do it. Massage therapists can do it. Um, and it's pretty cool. 
Wow, that's great. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so interesting to me, Scott. Um, I've done probably 25 interviews now. Everybody comes up with a healthy tip and no two tips have been the same. So yeah. that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. So um, if you've enjoyed this video, please hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Of course, hit the bell icon so you don't miss any future videos. We've got new legal topic videos coming out every Wednesday and interviews like this one today every Friday. So thank you for being part of the channel. Leave a comment uh, if you have any uh, questions or you'd like to hear uh, any particular topic in the future. I would be happy to do that. Thanks so much for being uh, on the channel today and we'll see you next time.